Judy, I got your page. Look, before you say anything, I wanted to tell you I was wrong. I'm sorry. Like, you know, this is what I do before big life-changing events. I get way inside my own head and freak out. Like, three weeks before med school started, I got way into shoplifting and watching anime pornography. I mean, I'm talking some weird-ass cartoons, man. Anyway, I love you. Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey. Full Metal. What's up? We're here to talk about animes. Let's get to it. Yes, yeah, so uh, this time it's the anime of the decade 20. Uh, anime of the year. Well, the anime of the decade 2020 and anime of the year. Uh, 2022, and now we're at summer. All right, talking about Yokufashi no Uta, also yeah. known as Call of the Night. Yeah, we'll start with a shout out, and unfortunately, no. that that one's a shout out. It did not win anything because starting from this season, there is a lot of really fucking good shit. <sighs> yeah, we covered this on an earlier episode. Alright, so Yofukeshi no Uta, also known as Call of the Night. Yeah, it was episode 88. We went into detail about this. Yeah, so do, do, do we talk about it if you went into details or? No, this is about vampires talking to people and it's really beautiful and it's surprisingly not monogatari. Yeah, yeah, that. That's what I was gonna say. If finally a talky show that you could say that isn't just like a monogatari clone. Yeah, it's, finally, yeah, it's surprisingly beautiful. Doesn't oh, need to be, but it is. It looks oh, the real fucking, pretty too. Yeah, the aesthetic of this anime is uh, phenomenal. It's it's actually like really cool. If it was. Uh, dropped on any other years, it could have been like easily be anime of the season. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, this was good shit. All right, so moving on to Yokosho Jitsu Ryoku Shijo Shugino Kyoshitsue second season. I still haven't finished it, but uh, man. Uh, it's Classroom of the Elite Season 2. Uh, this... Okay, so that really pissed me off. Dan Machi Season 4 gets, like, uh, a recap. It didn't need any fucking recap because Dan Machi, uh, it's really good, but it it's it just kind of simple. This didn't need... This absolutely needed a recap. Yeah, this is one of those rare like instances where a recap is uh, almost necessary because it was like how many years ago was the first season? Like five years ago? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a lot of time for for such a show. Yes, yeah, summer at twenty seventeen, so uh, about like four or five. Yeah, 
and yeah, for a show that's very head, like very narrative heavy and like character focused, like yeah, you need a recap for that shit. And like, on top, I couldn't remember half the shit that happened, so I had to look up a fan made one. Uh, on top of that, it, um, it it starts on kind of a boring arc, I think, and uh, that that that's really did not help the show. Yeah, it, it started kind of slow. It, it it got better later on, but I just haven't been able to keep up. I have three episodes left. I'm I'm probably going to to finish it. Then w- w- one of my, um, my my catch up session. Yeah, I still haven't seen Classroom of the Elite, but it sounds like something I would enjoy. Uh, it's quite all right. Yeah, I'd say it's not quite on par with something like Nana, but. Uh... It's got it's got some slightly similar themes, but there's far less murder. So mostly just methodical uh, teenage geniuses. Yeah, I love these kind of stories where the characters are plotting and scheming against each other, always trying to outsmart one another. Yeah, and and this one actually delivers in that. Like it's not one of those like um, battle in five seconds where where the where the main character is held like as a fucking genius and it's kind of not really well, used. He's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I hate one. That shit. I, this one actually delivers on that. I think. Yeah, if you want to write a smart character, someone who's smarter than you, you can have them believably predict the other characters' actions. That's one way of doing it. Uh, That's what happens, I believe. Yeah, I really need to watch this then. It sounds freaking rad. But but it still didn't make your top anime of the season. There's a lot of good shit of last year. That that, that season was very fucking strong, so... Yeah, anyways, let's move on to Atareku Mao-sama, also known as The Devil is a Part-Timer, Season 2. How fucking long has it been? It's been, like, Season 1... It was was nine years or something like that? Yeah, that that is fucking crazy. Retarded, dude. What what happened? Did some millionaire say, "I, I want to see more of this, here's the seed money? No, the I think um, it got popular on like Netflix or something like a couple years ago, and that's how it ended up getting greenlit. Maybe, but also the light novel uh, finally finished in twenty twenty. So I've seen the first season of this. I thought it was pretty amusing. Uh, from what I've heard, the second season is decent, but not quite as good. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure that that that's, that's the problem because um, it, it's it's been too long. It, it's been it's been like nearly a fucking decade, and uh, anime change a lot in that time. You yeah. watch a lot of stuff. You uh, y- you know, I, I, it, it's the same thing that I keep uh, talking about, like the nostalgia for the good time, and then some stuff back there when. Uh, watching seasonal started becoming mainstream and actually started uh, being possible you might have some you know it be, because everything was kind of new and exciting back then 
I saw a thread on A recently that complained about Zoomer not um, not having watched uh, what was it, Ahui? I, you know the 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 girl who's actually a god or something. I, I actually haven't watched it either. Oh, oh Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah, yeah, this. I, no, I just I'm a Zoomer, and I one. have seen Haruhi Suzumiya. That was one of the first anime I watched because that was super popular in like the mid aughts. Yeah, yeah, it was super popular, but that was also like way back then. And then a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people in the thread were like, mm, I, "I'm not sure, man. It, it's actually not that great." Yeah, I yeah, I I had that too. Or like, I really thought about it, and I was like, "Yeah, Haruhi wasn't really that great. It was just popular." Yeah, people uh, they they remember it with like rose tinted glasses. Like the the movie, it was actually really good. I think that holds up. But to watch the movie, you have to watch the show. Yeah, when the show is just kind of whatever. And a lot of people also uh, say that um, it, it was it was uh, well she's kind of at Sundere to uh, Kion, I believe it's called. Yeah, she well uh, she's uh, less of a Sundere and more of just a psycho bitch. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, she's not I, nice very often. Yeah, but especially to this character and Anon say that it was during the time when Sundays were absolutely fucking terrible. So uh, yeah. compared to today, yeah. Sundaries are always terrible. Yeah, so th- th- there's a lot of question about Atakuma Osama. Was it actually that great or it, it just ended up being like th- that one show that everyone saw and just kind of liked? But... Yeah, I think it was just I think it was just slightly above average for the time and that's why people like really latched on to it. I remember watching it and it, I'm really really enjoying it, but Yeah, me too. Yeah, the more I think about it, there's nothing like super like crazy good about it. It was just decent. Yeah, be, be, because I I've seen the um uh the the reception that season 2 got and the reception it was generally Oh, I dropped so, it. So. It was not. It was not good. I I, I kind of yeah. enjoyed it. Like I will say that I enjoyed it and I watch it religiously every week. But I will agree that it's not amazing. Yeah, I'm sure if you you know uh, your standards are a little bit more lax, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, but for me personally, I just couldn't get into it. The stupid plot line about the the future baby thing that was just like why what this was supposed to be like a comedy and it's like just not funny. Well, it, it, Sailor it, Moon already did that. It, it's 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 a, it, it's actually kicking in on the plot. So th- there's actually plot stuff happening. There there's actually like new angels popping up, and there's a season three announced. Okay, I'm kind of surprised I got a season three, but let's see how it turns out. So I'll keep watching it. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone uh, thought it was. Uh, There was some nice balance between like slice of life bullshit and the plot. Like it it did bring the character to uh, places, but yeah, it, it wasn't like top tier. 
However, the the next uh, the next anime was actually pretty top tier. Overlord season four. Yeah, Overlord's one of those shows where the seasons can be kind of all over the place. Some are like really good, and some are kind of mediocre. Uh, this was definitely one of the better seasons. Season four, I'd say, was the uh, a strong contender for uh, to 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 get into anime of the season. I think. No, I don't know about anime of the season, but it was pretty solid. I think the problem is that you had to watch the other three, and uh, season two of Overlord was not great, and season three was just okay. Yeah, it had its I, moments, but it was just okay. I, I had to tell somebody from the Fediverse because they, they they just contacted me. It was like, yo, I'm 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 kind of not enjoying this, and I was like. Or, or you're during the, the lizard arc? They were during the yeah. lizard arc. Just skip the <laughs> lizard arc, dude. Honestly, like it's for real, right. for real, no cap on God. Yeah, yeah just skip the fucking arc. It sucks. Really. Yeah, it's it's never relevant. Like the characters are barely like ever brought up after that. They're just it, it was so stupid. I don't know why they fucking made the lizard arc. But yeah, uh, season four as Ains being. As interesting as ever, he actually do shit, then the shit he does is actually fucking interesting. Yeah, he's actually, like, falling into the role of an evil undead overlord, and it's like, okay, yeah, I see where this is going, this is kind of, this is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, also, uh, without spoiling too much, there's some war going on, and the, um, the, the climax of that arc is, ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's it's solid, I gotta say. So, Overlord Season 4 still impresses, and Madhouse... I think Madhouse barely ever do Season 2. For Madhouse to do a Season 4, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah these... I like the political maneuvering that's going on, but the whole time these bitches don't realize that they only exist because Einzulgaun allows them to exist. <laughs> but he's also not the evil overlord people think he is, but he needs to make the impression that he is, or his minions will probably rebel against him. Yeah. So I, I like that di <laughs> dichotomy. It's a fun story, and this is where Overlord really picks up. Oh yeah, he absolutely gets to be an evil overlord in this, and he makes like very evil overlord choices, which is very interesting. But at the same time, a lot of the other choices are are, are surprisingly fair, so that, that that's what keeps it interesting. Yeah, every time he shows someone mercy, he has to give an <laughs> an evil overlord explanation of what he's doing and how it's actually the best for. His organization. Yeah. It, it usually just revolves around basically just using people as pawns, and they and they ex, and his uh, minions accept that. Like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, all right, this is kind of cool. Uh, I was kind of hoping to see more other characters like Ains, like actual like player characters, but so far there hasn't been any. Well, supposedly the night. Light novel is ending soon. So we might see a conclusion to this story in the next couple of years. Hopefully. 
Alright, so moving on to Dungeon Ni Dei Wo Motomeru Noa Machiga Teiru Daruka Four Sin Shin Sho Mekuen. Jesus Christ. Also known yeah. as <laughs> Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon Season 4? God, they really gotta stop with these fucking titles. <laughs> I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> So yeah, uh, th this season absolutely fucking delivers. Holy shit! Yeah, this is probably one of the better seasons, honestly. Th this was also a strong contender for anime of the season, I think. Like shit, absolutely fucking goes down in this. I, I haven't seen it, but it, I I know I need to. Uh, by the way, this is part one because part two is this current season right now, and mm -hmm. it's continuing and it's it's still as good as ever, mm -hmm. and it's 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 pretty fucking crazy. The, the the time goes fast when you watch it. So so yeah, so everyone is in pretty big fucking mortal danger. A bell crenel was just this close to fucking dying. And now he has to fight for his life, and, and, and like the deepest part of the dungeon. This is pretty fucking yeah. nuts. Is he still yeah, the whole... whiny little bitch he was in the first season? Not really. No, no, no. He's getting yeah. He's he's becoming more of a Chad as the show goes on. He he's leveled up a few times. He's learning new skills and abilities. He's not really being a whiny little pussy. He's like actually stepping up into a leadership role. He's still yeah, a little bit of a it. soft boy. He's still got that Japanese shy boy personality, but he's he's becoming uh, much more uh, commanding in, in his combat roles. And yeah, this the show actually delivers. It's it's it gets better every season, honestly. Yeah, and this one is uh, close to being like any of the season materials. It, it does that. Yeah. This season was just too strong, so there's a lot of shows that are just cool and fucking rank. Yeah, the, this whole arc is just uh, him and his team going into a deep dungeon truck. So uh, <laughs> they're getting their fucking shit stomped, and it's 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 actually like uh, it's actually like uh, really fucking good. I'm like actually like on the edge of my seat sometimes. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna fucking die because it seems like they're gonna fucking die. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, th this series just gets better and better, and uh, as I've said several times, it's heavily recommended. Anyways, right. uh, I'm gonna ask the Fediverse if the yeah. manga covers the same story. Sure. So n next is something that is uh, delayed to next season. Isekai Yojisan. What happened is that we got like to episode five or something, and then it got delayed, but like delayed long enough to actually start in the next season. So it will count as the next season. And also the final episode is uh, scheduled for like March 5 or something. Oh my god, dude. It's been delayed so long. <laughs> it's fucking killing me. 
so, so yeah, so it got delayed. We finally got the episode one by one, but then the last episode got delayed again. Yeah. yeah what so, the oh, hell is God. going on in that studio? Oh, not just that. There's like at least six anime delayed this season. Did they run out of paper? I don't know. They say it's COVID, but I don't fucking know. That sounds like a fucking lie. Probably. Yeah, they're sick from COVID anymore. Yeah, they've really, even strict countries like Japan have really reduced their COVID restrictions. It's been three fucking years, man. Yeah, but but you have to think of like the sub uh, the 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 Chinese and Korean su- uh, subcontractor. But uh, I think that's bullshit. I think they're having like production problem because uh, pro- probably Aniplex is uh, making terrible fucking decision. But uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, this is good shit. I told you niggas like three years ago to read the manga. You did, and I told you I wasn't going to read the manga, but I will watch the anime, and it's pretty good. And it's if good. Only they could, if only they could get I'll the production the in check. <laughs> yeah, wait for the movie. All right, so next we have Kinso no Vermei. Takepuchi Majutsu wa Saikyo no Yakusai to Mao Sekai Wutsuki Suzume, also known as Vermeil and Gold. So, uh, who wants to read the synopsis? Do you want to read the synopsis, Dad? Yeah. Meet Alto, a hapless student at Royal Ortigia Magic Academy, whose academic performance leaves much to be desired. Rather than take a more sensible approach to salvaging his grades in time for graduation, Alto decides to summon a bit of otherworldly assistance. But only, only after does he learn he's bound to the legendary she-devil, Vermeil, into service as his familiar. But while Vermeil is a powerful ally sure to turn his grades around, her magic can only be replenished with a kiss, and that makes everything go to hell with Alto's jealous childhood friend, Lilia. Yeah, I remember the last time that when we did the season preview, I complained about I complained a little about this synopsis because uh, academic performance leaves much to be desired is not true. It's actually really good, except that uh, for some reason it keeps failing at the familiar summoning. But he ends up summoning uh, Verme, who is a seven foot tall, big titty succubus. Freaking great. So, yeah, so uh, this was just slightly censored. There's two instances of censoring in the uh, first episode, and that's it. So, uh, as far as I'm aware, you don't have to wait for the Blu ray version. And uh, this is a niche anime, but I believe that even the manga d- doesn't have like nipples uh, beyond this. But this looked amazing. Like, the backgrounds are so fucking good in this. It's crazy. Um, I wasn't looking at the backgrounds. <laughs> looking at them titties. That's a I joke. Uh, so, I only watched a little bit of this because Mew recommended it, but I, I need to watch more. I, I had fun with the. I, I, I never. Yeah. 
I didn't finish it either. Uh, there was just too many things this season, and I, I unfortunately, I was like, uh, I love titties as much as the next like heterosexual male, but I need to. I just had to drop it. I was like, there's way more interesting shows on. Uh, disappointing because the, the the titties deliver. They did deliver. There are some nice titties. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you can just look up anime titties. You don't have to watch a whole show for titties. But anyways, moving on. This was great. Watch it. I hope we get more. All right. So next is an isekai that actually delivered France. Something that wasn't complete garbage. Kuro no Shokensi, also known as Black Summoner. Waking up in a strange new place with no memory of his past life, Kelvin learns that he's a Barton away those very memories in exchange for powerful new abilities during his recent uh, transmigration. Yes, then you say guy. Heading out into a whole new world as a summoner with his first follower being the very goddess who brought him over. Kelvin begins his new life as an adventurer and it isn't long before he discovers his hidden disposition as a battle junkie. From the black knight of the ancient castle of evil spirits to the demon within the hidden cave of the sage, he revels and the fight against one formidable foe after another. Join the soapy adventure and exhilarating blah 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 blah. D- there you go. It, it, the source is from G Novel Club, so so you know it's uh, it, it, it's a good synopsis this time. <laughs> So both of you niggas told me before, this is generic, but well-crafted for what, what it is. Yes. Yeah, You don't agree? I, I haven't seen it. Okay, I, I thought that you read maybe the manga or something. No, just one on my gargantuan list of stuff I want to watch and read. But yeah, uh, uh, I finished it, and it can be one. one. I say one because next season... There's another isekai that does the exact same thing and even better. But I, I say that it was uh, uh, the poster boy for just plain good isekai. Uh, compared to like the smartphone isekai, which is getting a fucking season two, which was just the poster boy for just plain bad isekai. I didn't watch that one either. I heard it was dog shit. Yeah, you, you could tell like from like episode one that the smartphone one was going was going to be terrible i i thought the smartphone one would have been good if it was a comedy it 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 didn't lean enough on the comedy and it just because it's a dumb concept but you could see how that could be funny yeah yeah but it just ends up that it's the character just ends up like solving everything i i i went to boring I went to SJW stream of it uh, to watch some random later episode, and then it was like some some dead serious villain mon- monologue bullshit, and was I it was fucking terrible. Yeah, I watched the entire. I don't know why I did this to myself. I watched the entirety of the smartphone isekai, and I really barely remember any of it. <laughs> that, I, that's, that's I bad. just remember he. I just remember he used his phone to make bicycles and ice cream to impress like the girls that he wanted to like hang with. And I was just like, "What is even happening?" 
And then I just remember, like, I think it was the last episode, they find some sort of garden, and some girl, like, flashes her pussy at him, and he's like, oh, no, not vagina, and, like, shies away. It's like, oh, the fact that you shied away like that means, like, you're a good person, so... Otherwise, I would have like killed you or whatever, and I'm just like, what? I don't, I don't understand. This is <laughs> that, retarded. That, that sounds, that sounds fucking terrible. But yeah, yeah. it's dog shit. Anyway, but yeah, and this and then Black Summoner, you, you got, I don't know, ju- ju- you actually get decent fucking fight. You actually get. A show that just that just moves at a pretty goddamn good, uh, a good pacing. I think, like it, it, it doesn't really have time to be boring, and also uh, the, um, of course, this is about a summoner. It uh, is summons and uh, companions actually do things, so that that's great. It, yeah, it, I, I always like playing as summoners in RPGs. Like the necromancer from the Diablo games. Yeah, the, the, the don't do that in the cool. Final Fantasy games and the Final Fantasy MMOs. Yeah. Now I noticed there's a character named Melfina in this. It reminds yes. me of Outlaw Star, which also had a character named Melfina. Mm. Yeah, Outlaw Star is fucking great, but that's not really related. Yeah. No. Yeah, totally different series. But but yeah, this is awkward because I really have nothing to say about it. But it was just it was just solid. You you just, just have to take my word for show. it. I yeah, I mean, I liked what I saw of it, but it, I just you know, there's there was a better shit. Yeah, there, there's watch, better so shit, just... especially this season. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of just like isekai in in general, you'll probably like watch this. Um. But if it's not really your genre, I don't see this being anything particularly uh, different or interesting. Yeah, so so this one's a bit of a generic isekai. However, the next show is also an isekai, and it's 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 one with a particular gimmick. Uh, can you read the synopsis, Dad? Okay, this is isekai yakoku. Also known as Parallel World Pharmacy. Okay, a young pharmacologist and researcher in Japan died from overworking (laughs) and was reincarnated in medieval parallel Europe. He was reincarnated as a 10-year-old apprentice to a famous court pharmacist and attained an inhuman skills of ability to see through disease, material creation, and material destruction. In a society in which dubious medical practice are rampant, price gouging through the monopoly of the pharmacist guild, and good medicine aren't available to the commoners. He was recognized by the emperor at that time and opened a pharmacy at the corner of the town. He will wipe out the fraud that has swept the world and deliver to the commoners a truly effective medicine that was developed using present-day pharmacology. Thus, the boy pharmacist will cheat by using his previous knowledge to create innovative medicines while helping the people of the parallel world. A story about living his new life to the fullest this time. Okay, the, that that was written by an ESL, but it gets the gets the point across. Yeah, it really get the point across. I I I wonder if this is like outright the Japanese synopsis translated or translated by Japan themselves. Yeah, it might be a machine translation, but it 
it gets the point across. It's about yeah, a pharmacy. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good, I'd say. So uh, what it doesn't say is that uh, the, the boy is uh, quickly recognized uh, as uh, the Panecticus, something like this. Uh, b- b- basically, Some it's, Greek word. Yeah, it's as if he's been um, blessed by the, um, the, the farm, the medicine god. So that's why you have like uh, all these weird powers, and then of course he uses his knowledge because uh, he is in a world that doesn't know about microbe, and he knows about microbe. He knows how to to make the medicine. So it, so it kind it kind of goes from just um, being an apprentice to uh, finally having his pharmacy. And uh, Lol, it, get a load of this normal fag who still believes in germ theory. <laughs> but yeah, this is actually pretty fucking good, and uh, it did it well. The, it, it is not like the uh, the other pharmacy one. The, the other drug pharmacy... store in another world. That yeah, one was just comfy, but didn't have much substance. Yeah, this one was just comfy. This is an actual show with like an actual plot going on. This is more serious. I need to watch this. Damn it! There's so much good stuff I missed it, last year. Yeah, it looks decent. But yeah, again, there's just so much shit, dude. You couldn't possibly keep up unless you're Mew and you somehow have like Dio time powers. But if if you freeze time using the world, so wouldn't your computer also be frozen during that time? Yes. Uh, unless you have Shut a special. Up, Unless you have a special stand. Don't sandbag me, nigga. Don't fuck me like this. What if you have a stand whose ability would let you consume infinite amounts of material in seconds? That does sound like a stand. Let's not talk about stands yet. This is coming later. Yeah. Alright, so... so, Yeah, moving on to Saiken... Yatata made Ga Ayashi, also known as the maid I heard recently is mysterious. I dropped it. I'm not gonna read the synopsis. It was not very good. It, it, it's one of those like one trick pony show. Yeah, that, exactly. that is just extremely the creator, the creator was like, What if I made this show about this really hot, busty brown maid girl? And everyone's like, that sounds fantastic. What's the story? He's like, story? That is the story. <laughs> this, this, oh. This is, the, this is disappointing. Let's, let's print it. Because the, the author made uh, Jay, and Jay is not bad. Jay is not bad. I actually finished it uh, at this weekend. Uh, I watched the last five apps with Mudball. Yeah. I watched a couple of. Them, oh yeah, yeah, you were there. You were there. Jay is not bad. Like it, it's not top stuff, but I I'd actually rate it above uh, Yuzaki Chan. Yeah. But I yeah, never finished Jahi, but yeah, you can tell the creator has a thing for brown chicks. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if you check the the staff original creator, ch- ch- check the the picture profile. Oh, gender yeah. female. Oh. Really? Yeah, sometimes women write the best hetero hentai shit, surprisingly. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's a a lot of a lot of good like female mangaka. Like some of the best mangaka are actually made by females. So yeah, unlike the American cartoon industry, which is being destroyed by rainbow-haired <laughs> hand planets. <laughs> Let's not bring up Velma. Let's just not. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> the one who oh, brought it. Up. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I've actually. I know. Uh, I've actually almost finished uh, watching that with the Weeble. Mm, you poor oh, bastard. Why would you do that? It's, it's not very good. I love, no shit. Sla- I love slamming my dick in a car door. Nothing better. <laughs> uh, so some people line that. <laughs> Probably. Some people pay extra for that. <laughs> I guess Mew's one of those people. He just likes to be tortured. <laughs> Anyway, does this have anything besides the delicious brown anime girl? No, j- j- just go on, Shell Brew. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, just look up pictures of her if you just want to beat your schmeat. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't bother watching this anime. It's, it's not interesting. All right, so moving on to Shadow's House second season. So, yeah, I'm not going to read the synopsis since it's a second season, but uh, it, it delivered. I I want more. Sh- sh- I, I don't know what else to say about this because it's a second season. Because uh, sh- sh- shit goes down. The, the more mysteries. Uh, every time I see Shadow's House, it reminds me of that interview with Akira Toriyama where he said he made Super Saiyan's hair gold, gold because he was sick of inking in Goku's hair every panel. Yeah, yeah, but 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 this this must have been like crazy to uh, to make in manga form because you have to have extremely solid recognizable design and uh, they actually fucking pulled that off. Ah, uh, yeah. Creating recognizable characters from silhouette is hard, but if you can do, you're a master artist. So yeah, so so if you love season one, you're gonna love season two, and I hope we're gonna get more. I didn't finish season one, but it was good. Damn it, too much stuff I want to watch. Uh, as someone who hasn't seen any of it and has like no knowledge of it, like like what would really like. What's something that would really draw someone into this show? Like, what's it? What's it really like? Nailed like, where down? the fuck do these Ash people come from? The the, the mystery. Uh, because I, I I picked this up and I didn't know what the fuck was going on with this. You watch the first few episodes. It, it seems like a slice of life at the beginning because you just got. Uh, the two main characters talking to each other, but then like the the question just keep piling up, and then the, there's the uh, ominous a- a- intro and the ending, and it's like mm, the, the, this is very mysterious. You just want to know more, and. The, the show just keeps sucking you in like this. You just want to know more what's going on. And then season two introduced a new mystery, a new ongoing mystery. And it's really interesting. New characters, etc. All right. So if you're a big fan of mystery, this is definitely one to watch. Mm-hmm. 
defensively. Okay. Y'all have to check it out sometime. All right. So now moving on to Tokyo Mew Mew New. The scientist of the Mew project used DNA of endangered space species to create a team of Iron imbued with amazing superhuman abilities. One of them, Ichigo Momomiya, awakens to discover she is armed with all the skills of a Iriomoteka. Ichigo must band together with other Mew Mew girls to repel an alien incursion, all the while hiding their thrilling double lives from friends and family. So yeah, did this getting a season two? Isn't that the same premise as Killing Bites and uh, Terraformers? Yeah, but the, 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 this came way before these, I'm pretty sure, because it actually aired on TV like about 15 years ago. Okay, and it says the source is a manga from 2000. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the original anime, it aired on TV here. It, it, aired, it aired in the U.S. too. So is this just a redo of that old anime? Like, uh... Yes. Yes, the Fruit but... Basket got redone? Yep, exactly. But unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about the original to tell you it, how much it actually follows the story. I have no idea... I have no idea if it's a more accurate uh, retelling of the manga or anything. I have no fucking clue. Fair enough. But uh, otherwise, this was pretty cute. There were some... Uh, I really loved how they played with the, 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 the characters... Um... The, the characters' faces. They they, they made lo- loads of cute faces that I posted a lot on the on the Fediverse. No, uh, I, I, when I look at your when I look at your page, I just scroll past that shit to get to the anime titties <laughs> and the dank memes. You post lots of that. But, but yeah, the, the, is there the, any action in this? Uh, yeah, a bit. I mean, this is like um, what the fuck is the word already? No, not a sentai. I, I keep magical forgetting. girl. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's magical girl. It's a bit like Preacher, you know. It has a bit like of that Power Ranger thing. Yeah. Uh, wait. I, I have the. Uh, I have like like the the word the, the word just on the top of my tongue. Is the word? Yeah, Tokusatsu. No, Tokusatsu. Oh, okay. You know the the kind of shows. You you get like an episode, and then like uh, uh, the villain arrives. They send one of their minions, and then they combat the minion. You know, like a monster of yeah, the day. Like Power Rangers. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, I noticed one of the girls has a Chinese name. So yeah. Even even though they all look like animes. Yeah, this is. I didn't know she had a Chinese name because uh, they. Well, I mean, before, because they just call her Pudding. Oh. Her name you know, is Pudding? Well, I mean, I, I mean, just check the fucking characters. Ichigo means strawberry, mint, lettuce. Zakuro is, is a fruit or some shit. I, I, I checked it up. Pudding. Oh, yeah. They call her Pudding. 
I, I like it when there's theme naming. Helps me to remember the names better than authentic Japanese ones. Like, I love this country's cartoons, but I cannot remember their names. But this is pretty cute. It was unfortunate for, like, th that one episode where uh, uh, the art really took a massive shit, but uh, otherwise I'm looking forward to season two. All right, let's continue. All right, so another small, decent show that I didn't hate, uh, Buchigiri. So in the era when samurai controlled Japan, the masked demon annihilated all but one member of the Shinsengumi, uh, who had worked to maintain the, pee, the peace and public order in Tokyo. Seven criminals are chosen as substitutes for the deceased Shinsengumi member, and they are led by Ichiban Boshi, whose parents were also killed by the masked demon. He becomes a, a, a substitute for Commander Isami Kondo and goes after the mass demon with the, the other substitute to avenge his parents' death. Former criminals rise up to restore peace and order as their crazy story begins. Now is the time to shine the brightest. This wasn't bad at all. I, I wouldn't say it was top tier, but I, I quite liked it. Uh, the characters are interesting, and they uh, usually end up um, uh, going in like three different groups. And uh, since they they were criminal, they, they usually have connection and tricks up their skill, uh, uh, tricks up their sleeves to you know actually investigate what's going on. And uh, that's what I really liked about it. It's a it's a cute original show. And uh, it's complete, so that so that means you actually get a complete story here. I did not see this, but I remember you uh, pretty much selling me on it. It's just there's so much shit this season, so much cool <laughs> this, shit. The this year was full of it. So. Yeah, so I'll add this to my planning to watch list. Anyways, let's move on to. Love Live Superstar second season with season three, not a movie actually announced, which is the first and uh, Love Live, but it was obvious they were going to go that way because for the first time in Love Live, uh, there were there were only five characters instead of nine, and they were all first years. And then in season two. The the original fives are now second years in high school, which means that we get new first years. We get a, a four of them. The, the, so this does, was. So does a smaller cast make it easier to focus on individual characters? Yes, the the, the smaller uh, original five person cast really help and uh, and. And having like more of a focus, so that that's why people were a bit disappointed when they uh, introduce introduced four new characters. But I think uh, introducing them slowly like that is uh, it, it's a good option. You already got some good focus with the original five in the main season, and now you get more focus on the original five, but also a bit more focus on the newbies. Because I enjoyed shitposting in chat while watching the first season with you and Dear Leader Moon Man, but mm -hmm. I, I was not following the plot at all. 
there's no plot. There's no real plot, anyways. The, the just look the, at the cute girls doing cute things and singing and dancing at the end of the episode. Mostly, that's what the series does best. Though. And it does do it well. I'll grant it that. And then they introduce one of my favorite new girl. Let me find them. Where the hell is the mumble window? Where the hell did it go? There it is. So yeah, my favorite new girl in uh, Love Lives Per Star season two is Shiki. She she looks like at first be an ice queen, especially with her like blue hair. But man, that that warm smile and her friendship with uh, with uh, May is was just fucking wonderful. I, I just love these two new characters. But anyways, let's move on because you guys are getting bored. Yeah, there's a Shiki and Samurai Showdown who also had blue hair, but she also killed people. Yeah, (laughs) no killing in Love Life. All right, next on the list. Kamikuzu Idol, also known as Phantom of the Idol. Can you read the snaps of that? Most idols are fueled by their love of performing before adoring fans. Yuya, however, is fueled by his love of an easy paycheck. Yuya is one half of the idol duo duo Zings, but his supreme laziness, not to mention his disdain for idol fans in general, has him on the brink of getting blacklisted from the business. In a chance backstage encounter, he meets the spectral Asahi, a mysterious former idol, who's eager to stage her own comeback by any means necessary, including assuming complete control of Yuya's willing body and aiming to become the best idol in the world together. Is their zany, zany partnership a match made in heaven or is it pure idol hell? This was actually a pretty decent comedy. Of course, it's not as good as Oshiga Budokan Itekurata Shinu, also known as If My Favorite Pop Idol Made It to the Budokan, I Will Die. This one was just godly. This one does like. A complete 180 instead of female idols, it's male idols, and yeah, and ghosts, yeah, and ghosts. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, I, I, I kind of really like this. The, this was pretty decent, it was a nice comedy, and uh, the, the main character, Yuya, is uh, well, is is literally me, he, he doesn't want to work, he, he does like the um. The, the the absolute least he could do, and he gives Buddy to a ghost, so he doesn't have to work. <laughs> oh, he's in the well, wrong country. Like if he doesn't <laughs> want to work, he's in the wrong country. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the, the this was a, a really really sweet uh, su- sweet comedy. N- nothing amazing, but I quite enjoyed it. And the, the last episode was actually pretty fucking cool. It's only ten episodes. Yeah, it, I need to watch this one. Damn it. it. It's well worth the watch, I say. All right, so next is something I dropped, Extreme Hearts. It, it's the one you 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 watch and you say that I like it. The, the one that, that mixes, like, four different fucking sports, and then there's, like, yeah. a, there, there's idol... Um, Some there's idol a, shit. 
Yeah, but there there's some the, the, idol song at yeah. I think episode three. I've been told that this actually get kind of not bad at all and the later all, but yeah, I, I had way too much picked up. Oh, so uh, you thought it was pretty mediocre for an idol? Yeah, kid? yeah, it's it's mediocre, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it was like outright bad. Like, like it clearly had something going on. Then it clearly had something going on that felt like it could get better. The beginning was very rough, but I have been told that it does indeed get better. But yeah. Yeah. Usually if you enjoy seeing cute girls playing sports, you can pick your favorite sports and there's an anime for it. But, but this <laughs> one has a dozen different sports. So, uh, what what were the sports? There was like volleyball, baseball, basketball, and something else. Yeah, if you look at the Annie list tags, it also shows badminton, lacrosse, handball. Jesus. I wonder if they have curling at some point. But yeah, it, it was like super-powered sports, so they, they, they kind of have like... Like super shoes and arms or something, I, I don't remember. Yeah, like in uh, Megalo Box, where they have cybernetic enhancements. But anyways, I have nothing else to say about this. This is kind of mediocre, but it's like it's not at all us. Maybe someone will like it. But yeah, you have you have to actually give it a chance. I heard. And I'm not gonna. I watched a couple <laughs> of episodes and said, "Oh, Mew might enjoy this," but uh, it's. Okay, it's it's a novel concept of the switch switching between different sports. Like maybe they could do one with board games where they s start with checkers and move on to chess and backgammon and Parcheesi and shit. The, there was one with board games, but it was not competitive. Oh yeah, I it, was, it was last year. That. It was last year. It it was pretty decent. However, I had no idea if they were based on real board games. But anyways, let's move on to the last shout-out, Kakiguri Twin. As a first-year student of the Riyound Yakakao, whatever, whatever, a private academy, Marie Sautame knows her future is set for a one-way cruise to the top. That is until an encounter with an old classmate turned Auspet throws the newbie princess into a world of gambling can a normal girl like mary make friends and survive deathless uh, uh, through only wit and luck find out in this prequel quote to the mega popular category so yeah this is clearly a prequel i don't know why netflix um uh, gave money to this because there's only six episodes which apparently really catch up the manga so i don't know but at least the ending is godly the ending is really fucking good the ending song i mean yeah full metal you watched this one didn't you yeah i believe we talked about it uh when it came out but mm -hmm. um yeah i really liked kakaguri twin i thought it was i thought it was solid um but Kak like Kakaguri proper is uh, is just better. I think Agreed. the the main problem with this is just that that it's a prequel, so you know you know Mary's what not, like it takes the tension out of it. Like you know, Kakaguri is all about like the tense moments of like, are they gonna lose and be like fucked forever? 
and or like fuck so hard they have to worm their way out of a bad situation. But the, this doesn't really exist in Kakagori Twin because you know Mary's going to be fine if you've watched uh, the main timeline of the show. So, yeah. as entertaining as it is, it's not nearly as tense. So that kind of takes away some of the enjoyment of the of a of a thriller based uh, show. Is it as gay as the analyst tags say it is, or is that just hysterical homos uh, inserting not... themselves into everything? I mean, there's a couple of lesbian characters, kind of, sort of, but it's not like in that way where it's like some LGBT thing. It's just like fan service-y. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it's presented as a fetish thing, the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even much. remember uh, you. Yeah, honestly, I one. didn't even really remember it until you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there was that one chick." Eh, yeah, there, there is a little bit. Yeah, there's some lesbian BDSM thing going on in the background, but that's just like a whatever. All it's right, you you, you mean the the main villain and the uh, yeah, she the has pet. that one girl as a pet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and I, she's I, like, I see, yeah. I see. And she's like into it. She's like, yeah, I like being a pet. And it's like, okay, that's weird, but kind of hot. Sure, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, anything else anyone watched that I didn't? To anything else to add? Yeah. The list. I do actually. Oh sure, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I I thought you watched it, but I don't. You you didn't bring up a uh, harem in the labyrinth of another world. Right. That, 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 that's because it's eighteen plus. Yeah, it's not on any list. It's on. Uh, uh, that, that, it's on any list. You just have to be signed in. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not on any shard. That's really annoying. Let let me add it to the. Now that we can edit our fucking post, let me add it in the post because that's really fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Fucking shit! God damn! Talk about anime titties. This shit delivers on the titties. Absolutely. This is, this is just porn, dude. This is softcore porn. Yeah, like, like everything shy of just like oh, the, just straight up pornography. Dude, the manga gets hardcore at points. Oh, I would fucking imagine. It, the anime gets hardcore. Like like all of it is the main character for fucking the dog girl. Hot. Yeah, uh, a lot of people didn't like this, but I I like the dungeon well, part. Fuck them. Yeah, l l like I thought, I thought the dungeon part. It wasn't like crazy, like you know, it's not like uh, Don Machi, but the, it, no, it was, yeah, the, it the was RPG spurgery is decent. But I'm I'm here for the anime titties. Yeah, but I kind of yeah. like how the, the it, it goes and and like depth. It, it's like slow methodical. Which is something that doesn't happen often. It, the dungeon thing feels more MMOE than like a standard RPG. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a much more gradual like build up, and, and the, the character is slowly trying to, to figure out how the the game work, how, how the skills work, and then there were there were also some pretty fucking edgy part, like uh, the time when you went to kill the. A bandit in the town that that was pretty hardcore, I'd say. Yeah, that was pretty fucking sick. I don't know if I even want to spoil it, but yeah, there's 
It says say no more. Say no There's more. violence he, on top. He of raids that. a bandit, uh, a bandit uh, hideout, and let's just say uh, he 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 gets pretty fucking hardcore. So yeah, I I actually liked all of it, and I heavily recommend it if you like uh, some uh, uh, etchy like borderline violence. Yeah, yeah, if you like titties, you like and, titties and violence, <laughs> there you go. This is some good titties and violence. So that means everyone in the U.S. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, my enemy list has it, and you don't have to be logged in. So I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, the 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 mm-hmm. the, the problem with the stuff that uh, any list put as adult, they remove it from uh, from any shorts. So uh, yeah, that that pisses me off because that means that I, I get to miss some show. But anyways, let's move on to anime of the I, season. I actually do have a couple more. Oh really? Really? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So bastard season two uh, dropped. Well, wait. Uh, oh, it was then. <sighs> That's Netflix fault, probably. Let yeah, me not... add it in. Thank God you're you're there for these. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. I mean, there's not too much to say about it. Uh, it's it's the other half to Bastard. So if you watch the first part and you enjoyed it, you'll want to watch the second part. Um, People fucking slept on Bastard, and it it did not get super favorable reviews, which I find baffling, because I thought Bastard was great. I thought it was very solid. I was entertained the whole time. So. Wait, I think I... I I have Bastard. I have it in fall, but I don't know why. Oh, it's because they released the first 13 episodes... And then delayed this second part for a couple of months. So that would put them in different seasons, according to your list. Yeah, probably. So it's supposed to be for next season, but whatever the fuck. Yeah, but on any list, it just lists the first 24 episodes as one season. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Wait, uh, let me check. When did part two end? Oh. No, it counts. It, it, all, as... it, it all dropped in one batch. It aired September fifteenth. Wish will actually make it summer. Uh, however, it's twenty four. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I counted the twenty four apps, but then. Yeah, but it <sighs> no, matter. no. It, Bastard it, is good. It, that that's not true. It was not in a. It was two batch actually. But uh, yeah, there, there was two parts to it. Wait, uh, first thirteen apps is in June. Eleven apps in September. Yeah, I, I think it was just on the verge of the new season, so I counted it as the new season. I think that's why. Okay. Be, be, because, because fuck Netflix. Uh, talking of fuck Netflix. Wait, is there something else we have to talk about? Yeah. I mean, aside uh, I from also... sh- from shitting on Netflix again. No, I mean, I mean oh, we could it... do we can always shit on Netflix, but uh, I I also watch summertime rendering. Okay, good, good, right. good. So uh, uh, do do talk about this. I want to know about this. Apparently, this was amazing. Yeah, um, 
I'm gonna save you the trouble and just say fucking watch this. It was goddamn solid. Holy shit. I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. Um holy fucking hell. Yeah, so uh we talked about it like during the season preview way back when, right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like super impressed with it. It was like, okay, it's kind of cool, but it, it it had that problem where it kind of ham fisted a lot of information like right at the beginning, mm-hmm. like uh, it, 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 and it, it just kind of came off as awkward. And I was like, I, I don't know about this one. And I uh, I just I stopped watching after like three episodes. But then you know I came back to it later, and I'm glad I did because it it really fucking picks up. So, did either of you want to read the synopsis for me? All right, I will. I will. So, uh, a sci-fi summer story filled with suspense set on a small island with Shinpei Aijiro, whose childhood friend Ushio Kofune died. He returns to his hometown for the first time in two years for the funeral. So... Ishigeta, his best friend, uh, suspect something's up, uh, something's off with Ishio's death, and that someone can die next. A sinister omen is heard as an entire family next door suddenly disappears the following day. Furthermore, Mio implicates a shadow three days uh, before Ushio's death. Uh, thanks, Disney Plus tell you a lot uh probably should have just read the, the my anime summary but it, i'll just give you like a quick summary so oh, oh yeah this was locked on disney plus by the way which is why a lot of people didn't really see Yo, it. Ho, ho. yeah be, because you had to wait for for fucking fan subs and uh, th- th- that season there was also Kamisan, which you also had to go yeah. into fan subs so so yeah that that was a shit show and it's also why i didn't pick it up because i was busy with kamisa yeah so uh, unfortunately this had its reach choked uh you know this, this time not by netflix but another american company but anyway so the point of the show is that um a dude is studying in Tokyo, and he finally comes back to his hometown, which is on the small island, like, off the coast of Japan. And uh, he's there because he gets a call that his friend, his childhood friend, is dead. She drowned to death. So he goes to her funeral, and something just seems off about the whole island. People are acting strange. There's all these, like, rumors going around, and he's just, like, generally confused. And he goes around investigating... And uh, he ends up finding this woman that uh, that he met on the ferry over that seems very mysterious and strange. And uh, and then uh, he he finds a shadow of of his his other childhood friend, who was the sister of the girl who died. And she pulls a gun on him and blows his fucking brains out and he dies. That's episode one. Um, Fucking Brad. Yeah, and then he gets Groundhog Day back to the beginning of the first day, and he's like, "What the fuck just happened?" And but this time things are slightly different. So uh, he he notices like there are different events going on, but he's living the same day. And then he he's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. That sounds awesome. 
Yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. There's a manga version too. Uh, I tell you what, as soon as I'm done with One Piece in a couple of years, I'll pick this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a 2030. But uh, yeah, so uh, shortly after all that happens, he finds out there are these shadows. There, there are clones of people that are like uh, on the island. And they're, uh, this isn't really much of a spoiler. This happens very early on, so it's not much of a spoiler. They're killing the originals and taking their place. And then it just, it, from then on, it just ensues, like, the investigation and trying to figure out how, what's going on, how to stop these people, and trying to recruit, like, uh, other people on the island to help him, like, solve this issue of uh, these mysterious shadows killing and uh, assuming their position in society. Mm. And it's, it's, it's honestly, this was fucking good as shit. I couldn't believe like how, like on the edge of my seat I was for most of this show. Yeah, I've heard this was great. So this actually yeah. delivers. Oh, it delivers hard. And uh, it, it actually has a very satisfying ending. A lot of anime fall flat near the end because they always have some like lame ending, or it's, they try to be like way deeper, and they they end up just like coming off as pretentious and gay. But yeah. no, this this has a, a really solid, uh, a really solid ending. It's just solid all the way through. There's very little like dips in like uh, in quality. I guess you could say it's it's just fucking solid. All the way through. Nice. All right. Shall we go on to your top four? Well, f first, I'm going to say four. Fuck Netflix. So yeah, top four. Because okay, <laughs> okay. So, so so what happened is that uh, Stone Ocean uh, around the end of the season part two drops, and then around of the around the end of the next season part three drops so technically it's um it's a 26 episode season of jojo but it certainly does not feel like it because of the uh netflix drop so i don't know what the fuck to do so i just decided to have four anime fair enough i, I had mentioned in the bonus episode with dad that Netflix is also doing fuckery to old anime. Like they, they're dropping monster in batches. You know the anime that came out like what the nineties? Wow. Yeah, that's you know, like and, fifty episodes. And Epo, and Epo, monster seventy four episodes. Oh, and they're dropping was... it in batches of thirty. Like why? But anyway. All right, so. So I, I'm keeping Jojo for next season. Uh, if we count it this season, part two will be number three. Yeah, we'll go into spoiler talk for Jojo Stone Ocean next time. Yeah, but if we don't count it this season, that will mean, mean that number three is Cyberpunk Ed Runner. Cyberpunk was fun. I don't know how you can put this as three. This was like a fantastic show. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll see why. You'll see why. But uh, th this is number three. 
Yeah, this was good shit. I, after that game came out, and it was kind of crappy at first, but from what I've heard, it improved itself with several patches over the next year or so. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. But I like cyberpunk themes, so this is cool shit. Yeah. Uh, it looked great, and this is kind of uh, of a real... You know, I've complained a lot about, like, Western interference in anime, but this is truly, like, the best the best we've gotten out of it so far. Yeah, well, it was... This show was good, uh, like, despite CD Projekt Red, because apparently they weren't very helpful in the production of this, and it was mostly up to Trigger to do all the work. And uh, they fucking delivered. This is probably Trigger's best anime ever. Bro, I, I wouldn't say this because uh, Little Witch Academia is still like in my top favorite. But yeah, mm. the, 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 this has been one of the best fucking Trigger show in a, in a long while. Yeah, I freaking yeah. love the visuals on this. The story wasn't bad either, but it, it's just a treat for the eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh my I, God. I, so the action is so fucking clean, dude. Yeah, it, it, everything about it was pretty great. However, it's a bit, um, it falls a bit on, a lot of people say this, uh, Trigger kind of have, has like a story, um, a very particular story cycle, and this kind of follows it. Where every, well, th- they didn't end well fuck actually they did end it in space didn't they fuck <laughs> but yeah every fucking trigger show ends with them going to space for some fucking reason triggers obsessed with space maybe because japan never had a good space program that's some something that you've always wanted to do maybe but to, to be fair in the story of cyberpunk like the actual like the game and the the uh board the, game the it's, tabletop space RPG. is kind of a theme yeah the tabletop game is space is actually like a big deal so like they're like they have a moon base and shit it also has a cyborg adult lolly that everyone obsessed over for a couple of months there yeah, yeah Rebecca, Rebecca best girl yeah 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 pretty much she didn't have that much screen time, but she ended up winning like the the audience favorite because she's just a little fucking like goblin of destruction. Yeah, and, and like, that's fucking cool. And as usual, um, Trigger inserts some kind of uh, you know Western cartoon inspiration, and Arabica is clearly based on Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, there's some there's some inspiration there. Well, the not just some inspiration, that... but I mean, she has literally like um, a, a a red blue thing going on. Right. Well, that I mean, that could also just be American, but uh, yeah, she she was she was one of the best characters. Honestly, she was just like really fucking fun. And I think people just like that, like, uh, small person with big weapon is always just kind of a fun aesthetic. Yep. And age and, 20, so fap away, brother. <laughs> yeah, she's she's an adult, despite what all the fucking, like, people on Twitter reading about it say. She, she is an adult. She's just short. She's just, she's not even that short. She's like, like your average Latina height. 
Like she's not <laughs> that short. So like four foot six. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, she w- almost wasn't in the show because CD Projekt Red was like, uh, no lollies. But then Trigger's like, we're not going to make the show unless you let us put in the lolly. And, like, and, fine, and you can and have the lolly. did because she's literally yeah. like the most popular character. Yeah, and literally goes on to sell as like the, the best character and literally outshining Lucy, the main like love interest of the show. I'd always do the opposite of what California says. Well, uh, they're Poland, but same <laughs> principle. Oh, yeah, they've been heavily westernized, though. Yeah, I've heard, yeah. I've heard. But anyways, anything else about it? I'd say this is definitely one of the toughest uh, trigger shows of our. Yeah, it's just a shame that this was uh, a Netflix exclusive. But <sighs> Netflix. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's fucking damn good. All right, so moving on to number two, Maiden Abyss, Retsu Jitsu no Ogon Kyo, also known as Maiden Abyss, the golden city of the scorching sun. So once again, if you want to watch the season two, you have to watch the movie. It is, it is like required. Because or else you're missing like a big chunk of the mo- of the story. <laughs> so synopsis directly after the event of the movie, the third installment of Maiden Abyss covers the adventure of Frey, Rito, Rico, and Nanachi, and the sixth layer, the capital of the unreturned. And my God, this did de- this deliver. So in this one, you actually get a flashback to a. Uh, a group of adventurers who uh, came to uh, who came in the hole even before there was like a, a big city around it and um, yeah I, we don't know how long ago to and uh, they're actually very relevant and uh, yeah it's this season is as fucked up as ever Maybe even more than usual. Yeah, I love the world that Maiden Abyss has, but yeah, the creator's probably a pedophile. Let's let's be real. Yeah, and my God, the the fucked up shit that happens. There is a lot of uh, once again existential. Yeah, it's not just physical torture there's some nightmarish shit that's going on here i won't spoil oh lord lord and and this season there there's even more there, there, there's crazy fucking shit like, like all it, it covers all all the horrors everything and uh why is this number two because it actually fucking succeed like like, like for how much of a pervert the the fucking author is he actually succeed in making something uh, extremely hard at very alien town and uh, make it meaningful. It is it is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I never played the Made in Abyss game that came out last year. Did you mm-hmm. ever play that? I uh, no, no. It it, it, it it didn't look uh, it didn't look so bad, but no, I skipped it. 
Because this fictional world is ripe for exploiting, like in the form of video games or spin-offs. There's so uh, much you could do with, with the concept. Absolutely, but I think it will need like maybe a few sequels to get good. Because it, it, it's usually the case for a mid-tier Japanese game. They usually release like one version... It's not the best, and then they release like sequel that builds up on it, and now it's good, you know. Yeah, but I, I did like it from the start, aside from the child piss. <laughs> yeah, every time you guys talk about this show, I'm both sold on it and revolted by it. Like, I want to watch it, but then you just talk about all, like, the child rape, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, maybe not. <sighs> yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, we, can, we can go around this. It is, it is an extremely fucked up work, but it, it, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fucking masterpiece. It, it's amazingly yeah, be that's, beautiful at that's times. That's what I keep getting, but that's the thing. It's like... Yeah, but then the child rape. It's like, uh like wow, this is an amazing, beautiful it, it, world with all this violent child abuse. It's like Jesus. Yeah, lots of bad things happen to little kids. There's no way around it. This is fucked up shit. So yeah, the, the, this is great, and I can't really say anything without like spoiling the whole thing. J j just you'll see when you get there. Yeah, you'll see when you get there. Anyways, moving on to anime of the season. You, you already know what it is. Licorice Recoil. Okay, can you read the synopsis, Dad? <clears throat> Covering this shit again. Yep. Alright. Lyko Riko is a cafe with a traditional Japanese twist located in downtown Tokyo. But the delicious coffee and sugary sweets are not the only orders this cafe takes. From delivering packages short distances to pickups and drop-offs on the lonely street at night to zombies and giant monster extermination. Whatever your problem, we're here to help. We will solve any kind of trouble you may have. Waiting for you are... Are the ever-smiling poster girl and the cool, serious newcomer. A petite girl who never wants to work and a young woman approaching 30 who wants to get married. And the manager is a nice guy who's obsessed with Japan. Whatever your order is, leave it all up to us. Got not a good synopsis from the official site. It, it, it makes it seem like another show entirely. Yeah, okay, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. I don't remember zombies or monster extermination. When the no, fuck did it, that happen? It, 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 it's them trying to be cute to the synopsis and uh, that, was that shit say, from the did manga. I just, maybe? Like, did I just forget? Because I watched no, the show it, and it, I don't it, remember it, either of that. It, it's most of them dealing with terrorists. This didn't happen. It, they're trying to get cute, like with the synopsis. It's like, like oh, it's oh, a what it's could a they possibly be doing? Like, it, no, just it, this like, there's already in, there's already like an, an intrigue. They're dealing with terrorism. Just say that. Fuck, this is a terrible synopsis. Yeah, So, so what happened is that the Takina goes and um, uh, she, she's kind of like. Um, how to say it properly? Let's just call it a child soldier. She, 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 yeah, she, they she, are. They're child soldiers. They're teenage she, girls that fight terrorism. 
Yeah, she, she, she's a licorice. And uh, it's a government program where they just uh, fight uh, terrorism before the uh, population even knows it. Uh, Tekna fucks up magnificently in a mission. She, like... She... she she, she just ends up shooting the terrorists and all and like almost sh- shooting her teammate. And, well, she and busts she, out an LMG, dude, and she just fucking mows down an entire room full of people and almost kills her friend who was captured. Yeah, pretty like much. Yeah, and, she blows out a whole fucking room with a machine gun. And, and then and they're she, like, "Yeah, no, don't do that." She she just get gets sent to this uh, cafe. Which is actually like another uh, licorice branch. Yeah, it, that that yeah, was just a that small w- branch of this. That, I feel like that would that wasn't fully explained, but I might just have missed the explanation. And and this cafe, there's this girl, Ch- uh, uh, Chisato. She's absolutely amazing. She's very cheerful compared to our more, uh, you know. Uh, very programmed and, and very robot-like Tekna. And, well, they have to learn to uh, to do missions together. Yeah, this is a buddy cop show in disguise. Yeah, pretty much. Kinda. Uh, not, not kinda. It, it is. And you know that the uh, the authors... Uh, by the way, this is anime original, too. So it's a complete story. Oh, and... so the, the manga must be an adaptation of the anime. Yeah, it, it probably released at the same time. Yes, September 5th, and the anime released, like, in, in, in uh, July, so yeah. I do like seeing more anime original stuff. Yeah, and, and guess what? It uh, it sold amazingly this season. Season 2 is already announced. Yeah, and I'm going to watch it, and I'll probably enjoy it. I just disagree that this is the number one anime of the season. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's nowhere close to number one. This is an honorable mention at best. No way. I I, I love this. It's, I absolutely uh, the, love this. The, it it was extreme. It, it was really really fucking good. And and then like the relationship between Shisato and Tekna that just evolved. Uh, Tekna evolving. The the old plot with uh, Chisato. The, the the villain was magnificent. It it, it, no. it, it, was, it was a complete packing. It was yeah, a complete packing. More honestly, this is very average uh, in my opinion. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but just not to the crazy extent Mew did. Yeah, we've argued about this before, so let's just move on. Yeah, the, well, there, there's nothing else. Oh, I got a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> I know this episode's running long, so I won't take too long. Uh, well, uh, just something anime related. D- did you finish that one anime, uh, Full Metal? Uh, which one, the romance one? Yes. Yeah, I did. Do 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 you want to to talk about it now while it's fresh in your head, or do you think we'll be good for like next week? No, I'll be good for next week. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's when it aired anyway. It was that season, so we'll, we'll just talk about it next time. All right. So sorry, Dad. Go ahead. All right. So Full Metal got me hooked on this strategy RPG called Symphony of War: The Nephilim Hell Saga. Hell yeah! Right. This I, I put like twenty something hours into this last week. It was really good. Nice. 
So it's like a Westerner's interpretation of the Fire Emblem games. But uh, so there's there's nothing really new to it. It's just exceptionally well crafted and I was addicted to it. I love the gameplay. I love building armies and like uh, slotting them in the right places in preparation for battle. I like the story, which is it's like there's several kingdoms in turmoil and uh, you play a pretty like this medium ranked soldier who's in charge of a small army and uh, lots of cool shit happens. I haven't beaten the game yet, but it's quite good. Like yeah, this is... for like a twenty dollar RPG maker game, it's like a full forty hour game. Uh, yeah, this is like, one it's thing ridiculous. I, I pirated pirated this at first, as I usually do, and I thought this is fucking good. They get my money. So it's... yeah, I, I approve that. I heavily approve that. But Paris is always nice, but uh, if you enjoy the shit, especially if it's indie, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really approve uh, give, giving the money. And you should. They're a very small studio. Like the only they've only made like one other game, I think, and it was just another RPG maker game. But this was uh, this was damn quality. I got hooked on it, and I I just fuck, dude. I put so many hours into it. Yeah, this, this is freaking great. I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, and this I, is on Steam and GOG, so it, you could choose your platform. I, I also bought some game. I went to a GameStop uh, for the first time in a while because I had a fucking gift card. Yeah, thanks, okay. Mom, or whoever got that for you. Dad, n- not you, my actual dad. <laughs> I- <laughs> not your internet dad, your IRL dad. <laughs> yes, I-, I got Dragon Quest Treasures, but... I- I'm not far enough to actually uh, talk about it. I- I'm still in the fucking, uh, you know, t- tutorial um, zone, as I call it, which I fucking hate. I, I hate starting games lately because the tutorial, <sighs> the-, the tutorial zone never ends. Are there it- any titty monsters in this, at least? No, it's it- it's the um, it's the story of Eric from uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, the uh, blue-haired but, guy. Yes, but but when oh, he's yeah, a kid, I that. so you get to play as him and his sister, and uh, you you hunt for treasure. It's actually an action RPG. Oh, yeah. Dragon Quest has a lot of spin-offs, and they're usually pretty good. And this one, it looks like it's not gonna be like absolutely amazing, but it's just the beginning. So it's fine so far. I also bought a flashback. You know that really old game? Yeah, the cinematic platformer. I played that yeah. on the Super NES as a kid. Yeah, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, on Switch, used, it was there for $9. I was like, I gotta buy it. I've been wanting to play this for years. Yeah, what did you think? Uh, I still need to play it. <laughs> but but here but but here I have it, it's here I have it, it it's ten dollars so I call and say no, and I also bought a Sumire figurine, uh, the character from Love Life uh, from uh, Love Life Superstar. Y- yes, G- GameStop has anime figurines now. Oh, they have all sorts of figure. They sell more like figurines than video games at this point. 
Yeah, like, yeah. My little brother got a GameStop gift card uh, for like Christmas or whatever, and he spent it all on like T-shirts and hats and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This kind of pisses me off at the same time because there's less, there's much less uh, shelf space for the games, but on the other end, the uh, usually the the shelf space they use for game was like all shovelware bullshit you wouldn't purchase anyways. So so, so that crap probably get, get sent like to, to to the central or something. But 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 yeah, I, I had to go to to two GameStop because the, the first GameStop I wasn't impressed with like the, the used games. Uh, also, Dragon Quest Treasure, I bought it used, and I got like a a thirty dollar discount. So that, that that's not bad at all. Yeah, I prefer the five finger discount, but uh, <laughs> paying less for things is also good. Yeah, yeah. So I had another game that I played and beat. Wish it's Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. Never so heard of it. So it's like one part Strider, one part Mega Man X. It's made by a Western company, but it's uh, heavily inspired by Japanese games. Maybe some Strider as well. So you play as a cyborg samurai who slaughters a bunch of other robots, and it's pretty rad. God, this looks awesome. Cool. Yeah, my only complaint is that it's short. I beat it in two and a half hours, 100%ing it. Oh yeah, of course. The, the, these kind of run and gun games uh, that are uh, retro, like are, um, they're always short, and it's kind of what they should be. I mean, it, it, I suppose it's somewhat disappointing in a way to uh, purchase a new game like a twenty dollar and it's short, but that, that that's what these game really ought to be. You you don't want these games to be yeah eight hours long. It's too long for these fucking games. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's kind of like when they when like a like a mangaka or like a they make an anime original and they have an idea, but it's not like a super like deep idea. So they're better off just getting a short season or like a short like special rather yeah. than a full season. Yeah, Indie there's no kind of the same. There's no filler in this. Every every level's fun. Every boss is fun. Uh, the new weapons you get. After beating each boss, are fun. It's just good shit all around. God, the art is amazing. I I, I love the the big robots. So this is made by a company that made three games previously, and I enjoyed all of them. So I bought this without even playing the demo, and I was not disappointed. Right, uh, 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 Oniken and uh, Odalus, right? Yeah, and Blazing Chrome. I. I... Oh yeah, I had these uh, the first two in my uh, Steam library. Somehow, D don't even fucking ask me. I have so much shit in my Steam library. I, I browse my library and like, what the fuck? I have this. Why? And Blazing Chrome, I have it uh, physical and uh, Switch. It uh, it absolutely kicks my ass. Yeah, all three of those games are great, and so is this one. So I can strongly recommend it. Nice. All right. I've also been reading some manga lately. So, anything you can talk about, or is it too early? Uh, well, since I've been reading One Piece, I went back and read the the one shots the creator made in the nineties, including oh. the prototype of One Piece. 
Oh, I didn't know there was a One Piece Predator. So there's a, a collection of one-shot stories he made starting in 92, going to 96. I think One Piece started in 97. So these are like a demo recordings for a band would put out before their first album. Like one of them's a Wild West story. Uh, one's about a samurai who hunts dragons. And one's a prototype of One Piece. Hmm. So the collection's called Wanted. I think I've heard that name. I think I've seen it at some point. So uh, maybe the prototype of One Piece got animated at some point. I don't know. But anyway, it, it, it was pretty good stuff. Since this is the early Eiichiro Oda stuff, it feels more like early Dragon Ball. Uh, bef so, like... Like uh, early One Piece, before it became gigantic epic battles with thousands of characters. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy those, but I also enjoy the the early Dragon Ball feel to it. So, so this is all stuff from the '90s too. So it's all hand drawn, no digital anything. Yeah, it's just, yeah uh, for, for I see. Fans I see of, for fans I see. of One Piece, this is something you'll probably enjoy. I see the characters on the cover. They, uh, they they look a lot like the the other characters in One Piece. Yeah, yeah. Most of them even have the same names. This is good shit. I I can recommend this if you like One Piece at all, or you just want some ad one shot adventure stories. It, it it seems like the the romance down the, the one piece prototype was actually adapted in a tv special uh, for one piece episode 907 yeah oh. yeah yeah the prototype is mostly the same except the the early version of nami is called ann but uh, luffy is exactly the same Anyway, two other manga I read were one-shots by the creator of Chainsaw Man. I started reading it today, so uh, okay. to be ready for next episode. All right, we'll talk about that later. But these one-shots are, you know, they're, they're not about supernatural battles. Uh, these are uh, character studies about weirdos from the author's imagination. Like, but if you want to, you could say they take place in the uh, the Chainsaw Man universe. But these are called "Goodbye, Airy" and "Look Back." So, uh, "Goodbye, Airy" is about a a kid whose whose mom is dying, I think, of cancer, and he's using his phone to take video of her in her final days and. Uh, after she dies, he make he compiles one like full length movie to show to his classmates, and uh, he's such a spurg that he fucks it up by including uh, the hospital where she's dying exploding in a CG explosion and shit, which just earns him the ire of all of his classmates and teachers. They're, they're like, you had this touching story about your mom dying. Why are you fucking it up with this Hollywood nonsense? But the weird girl at school likes it and uh, starts forcing him to watch thousands of movies with her. 
so she so in the future they can um make an actually good movie it's it's a one shot maybe 200 pages i really liked it this is it has uh, the just the right level of awkwardness that you see from chainsaw man just characters doing really embarrassing shit but sometimes managing to overcome it that's strongly recommended and the other one was look back uh, this is about a grade school girl who wants to be a manga author but uh, there's another student who just outshines her in absolutely every way just her art despite them being about the same age this other girl's art just blows her out of the freaking water and as uh, she gets jealous and uh decides to meet up with um the other student and i won't spoil it this is another good one it you could call it a tragedy there's some painful shit that happens but damn it's good My check them out, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't I don't read manga enough, so it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Both of these are freaking excellent. So, so uh, one other thing before we go, there's that long running Berserk podcast I've been listening to, mm -hmm. and there was an art exhibit for Berserk in Japan recently, and they. And Japan also just reduced the the restrictions for COVID, so they started letting foreigners in. So four people from this podcast traveled to Japan just to see this art exhibit. They spent oh, four days there. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Well, it had hundreds of pieces of original art from Kentaro Miura, so these are like holy relics. <laughs> they could spend a few hours at each one. But they, they also told an, an amusing story about uh, they traveled to an onsen, uh, one of the ones that allows foreigners. But so to respect the local customs, you, you know, you follow all the rules, you have to be quiet and respectful. And while they were sitting in the onsen, this group of tatted up Yakuza came in and they're these loud, boisterous assholes. <laughs> Just, I'd laugh my ass off at the reversal of the foreigners being the quiet, polite ones, and the native Japanese being the loudmouth pricks. The, I'll, pu I'll put a link to that podcast in the show notes. They, they got the the real local experience. Yeah. So even if you don't care about Berserk, I was impressed at these people's devotion to this one series. It's like a religion for them. It's impressive. Anyway, you've heard me babble about Berserk too many times before, so let's end this shit. All right. Yeah, come to the Fediverse. Shitposter.club is the best website in the world. Good See you night. later. Later. <laughs> You're supposed to say fuck off. <laughs> oh, God. Am I just your dancing monkey? Is that it? Dance! Dance! Fuck off. <laughs> That's like my Razor Fist Godspeed sign off. That's just me now.
I'm the yeah. fuck off guy. Might as well. All right. Fuck it. A- actual and here. Fuck off. Do the race, anime is gay, whipping any, I don't care, gay. If you're way too anime, then you're probably a gay. If you are a gay, step back, stay away. Anime is gay, it's in Japanese, anime. People on the internet are turned on by some anime. Anime is weird because hentai is a sin. And if you talk in anime, I'll shoot you in the shin. Anime is gay, anime is gay, I'd be repeating words like it's hacking Groundhog Day. Sonic says, anime is a sin, it has to go in the bin. Anime is gay, anime is gay, anime, can you please go away? Anime is the super triple mega gate. Anime should really go away. Anime is made by the Japanese, I could get a neurological disease. Anime is gay, hop out of the jag, do the race. Anime is gay, whipping any, I don't care, gay. If you like Japanese cartoons, then you're probably not a gay. Anime, just stay away, I hope you die in a gift. If anime was a real person, he would be dead. Because I shot anime in the freaking head.